is up. It's The Rant. My name is Jeff Radcliffe, and it is Friday, October 15th. And I was all set at the top of the show to be like, hey, Zach Ertz got traded to the Cardinals. No, you can't use him this week twice. But uh, carnage has since ensued over roughly the last 25 minutes here. Uh, numerous big announcements. Uh, Nick Chubb will not be playing this week. Terry McLaurin goes DNP on a Friday, which is usually never a good sign. Christian McCaffrey will not be back. <laughs> it's terrible. It's terrible today. It is terrible. It does look like Joe Mixon will be fine. But anyway, I want to dive into everything here. Of course, if you want the entire breakdown of this slate, go over to ftnfantasy.com and check out my weekly article, The Report. I cover every single player in some way, shape, or form. All those players are mentioned, and I tell you what I'm doing with them. And I give you some nuggets of insight. Let's start with the London game. Don't forget about the London game. Miami and Jacksonville, that'll be early, 9.30 Eastern, 9.30 a.m. Eastern on Sunday morning. So don't forget about that contest. But uh, really, I mean, on the Miami side, Miles Gaskin, we've seen the two polar extremes of him. But I think this here's a stat that's really telling about Gaskin. He's one of just eight backs to average over five targets per game, but of that group, he by far has the fewest touches per game. He's averaging 11.2. So in other words, he's a passing down back. And what do we know about passing down backs? In games where they're losing, they do a pretty nice job for fantasy. In games where their team is winning, they don't do anything for fantasy. That's Miles Gaskin in a nutshell. And if you think they're beating Jacksonville, then you kind of have your, your answer for your expectations here. On the other side, James Robinson is absolutely rolling. 22 forced missed tackles on the season as a runner. He's one of just three runners with at least 50 carries and over four yards after contact per attempt. Uh, The Dolphins is the number two fantasy matchup for running backs, so giddy up there. And actually, I think you could stream Trevor Lawrence if you really needed one. Miami allows 305 net passing yards per game, 2.4 passing scores per game. Green Bay and Chicago, I'm not going to beat around the bush here. We know David Montgomery is out, and Damian Williams is out. So Khalil Herbert, opportunity knocks, brother. Khalil Herbert is a top 20 fantasy running back for me, especially with the carnage this week, and actually pretty effective last week, more effective than Damian Williams on the ground, even though Williams had the better fantasy day. 2.72 yards after contact per attempt. It's not special, but it pops when you look at 2.19 from Damian Williams. I don't I don't hate this one. Otherwise, I'm keeping pretty much everybody else on the bench. And on the other side, you're starting who you have. Aaron Rodgers, Devontae Adams, Aaron Jones. Not going as far as A.J. Dillon just yet, but we're getting ever so close to him being in flex territory on the regular. I mean, I, you could flex him if you needed to. I'm at RB33, but I really don't love flexing a guy who's only averaging 9.4 touches per game on the season. Cincinnati and Detroit, as I mentioned, Joe Mixon looks like he's going to be just fine. Yesterday was actually a rest day, so that's fortunate. Sometimes they're rest days, sometimes they're not. You never really can fully tell with the NFL. Hey, I coming into this morning, I thought, eh, I don't know about Joe Mixon, but you know what? Nick Chubb should be fine. Yeah, other way around. So Joe Mixon should be fine. They have nobody else here. This is a fantastic matchup. They're not going to all of a sudden give Chris Evans 15 carries. Fantastic matchup against Detroit. We know how friendly they've been to opposing backfields. 1.2 rushing scores allowed per game. 112.2 rushing yards per game to opposing backfields. So it's a solid one there. Burroughs, quarterback 12. Of course, you know what you're doing at wide receiver because we talked about it yesterday. But you, you can still use T. Higgins and Tyler Boyd as wide receiver threes. 
Uh, DeAndre Swift is getting it done in the passing game. Seven targets per game, 29 catches. That's the most among running backs. And interestingly enough, Cincinnati's seen the second most targets from running backs. So DeAndre Swift, a really solid play. We'll keep an eye on Jamal Williams, by the way. He was dealing with an illness yesterday. And you know what that, you never know. Illness could mean COVID. It, It may not, but it could. Otherwise, we're using TJ Hawkinson, who looks like he'll be good to go. And that's about it. Houston, Indy, we know we're only using Brandon Cooks on the Houston side. We know who we're using on the Indy side, but Jonathan Taylor's just been awesome. 25 red zone carries, that's the most in the league. Eight goal line carries, that's the most in the league. He finally converted one for a score last week. And he's seeing stacked boxes, but he's still getting it done. 33% of the time, the box has been stacked against him. That's the fifth highest rate in the league. But he's still been a top 10 back each of the last two weeks. He faces a Houston defense, giving up 4.84 yards per carry. His team is a 10-point favorite. I mean, this is pretty easy right here. Otherwise, uh, I mean, you could possibly stream Wentz. I don't love that, though. Michael Pittman is obviously a wide receiver three, and that's about it uh, there. Maybe Mo Cox if you're really desperate, but I only have him at tight end 20. Rams and Giants, another injury situation. Saquon Barkley won't be back. We don't know when he'll be back. The Giants won't tell us. But we will see plenty of Devontae Booker. He played 60 snaps last week. He was basically every down once Barkley left the game. Gary Brightwell may be on the field a little bit, but it's going to be a lot of Booker. Booker is, even in this matchup, and and to be fair, the Rams are allowing 4.3 yards per carry to opposing running backs. Booker's a top 20 option. I've met RB18 right now. Otherwise, Tony Shepard, they're risky. It does look like Daniel Jones will be back this week, though, so at least you have that. It's a lot better than Mike Glennon. Matthew Stafford's a stud, 16 end zone throws on the season. That's top, or that's third. Only Brady and Allen have more heading into this week. It's locked in as a top 10 match or top 10 play. It is a top 10 matchup as well. It's actually a top five matchup for the passing game, top 10 for the run game. So I also love Daryl Henderson here. Actually, I have him as a top 12 guy this week. 17 and a half touches per game, and he's facing a Giants defense that allows 4.8 yards per carry to opposing backfields. Uh, we're going to use, obviously, Cooper Cup, Robert Woods, Tyler Higby. Pretty much all those guys are in there uh, if you have them this week in this matchup. All right, going to take a quick break, and then when we come back, we'll dive into Kansas City and Washington. The plot thickens in that game. We were supposed to just have nice things, right? But this is why we can't have nice things. <laughs> Injuries are the worst part of football. Anyway, uh, enough of me blabbing on. Let's do the break, then we'll come back. We'll talk about Kansas City versus the Washington football team. All right, so I mentioned it at the top of the show. Terry McLaurin goes DNP on Friday. Midweek, end-of-week downgrades are not good. Doesn't completely rule him out of this thing, but I would be prepared. Uh Uh-oh. A big time, uh uh-oh. DeAndre Carter getting that much more interesting here. (laughs) Who would have thought we'd be talking about DeAndre Carter? He had seven targets last week. No, I'm not necessarily running out and picking him up, but this does take some wind out of the Taylor Heineke sales if McLaren is not able to go. Of course, Antonio Gibson will be able to go. 22 touches last week. Nobody's worried about him except fantasy players for some reason, but we shouldn't be. On the Kansas City side, I do not have a Tyreek Hill practice report. Fingers crossed he practices. If he doesn't, McCole Hardman will bump way up into the top 20. Not concerned about Patrick Mahomes regardless because he'll still have Travis Kelsey. And Kelsey's not even on the injury report. 
Darrell Williams is the preferred running back replacement for Clyde Edwards-Alaire, but we're going to see Jarek McKinnon here as well. I have Williams at RB17, McKinnon at RB40. Moving over to Minnesota and Carolina, Dalvin Cook will be back, so at least there's that. Carolina is the league's worst fantasy matchup for running backs, though, so just be aware of that. Still going to use Dalvin Cook, but it's not one of those where you, you go jumping off bridges if he doesn't perform particularly well here. Know the context of everything. Uh, Justin Jefferson was taken off the injury report. I just got no to that, so that's good. So he is a top 10 option. Adam Thielen continues to backslide. You might be able to stream Kirk Cousins, but it's not a good matchup. That Carolina defense is pretty solid. On the other side, Christian McCaffrey looks like he will not play. Yay. So, Chuba Hubbard. I'm going to go top 20 on Chuba Hubbard. It's a good matchup. It really is. Minnesota's allowing 4.76 yards per carry to opposing running backs. So we're going to see a lot of Hubbard. Last week, 29 touches. So we got that workload that we were hoping for the week before. If you have Hubbard, this will likely be hopefully the last time you can use him before McCaffrey's back. But you can use him here. And I expect them to lean on him and DJ Moore, as I talked about yesterday. Chargers and the Ravens. How about this? Austin Eckler threw, he played 10 games last year. He had 18 red zone carries in those 10 games, two goal line carries. He has played five games so far this season. He has 18 red zone carries, four goal line carries, and he scored on three of those four. And the Ravens have allowed six rushing scores to running backs, by the way. You don't need a reason to start Austin Eckler, but he's a stud regardless, and you know you're going to be using him. Uh, we'll keep an eye on Mike Williams. I think he should be good, but this week has shown us that anything is possible with injuries. If he's good, you're using him. Keenan Allen, I talked about that yesterday. Obviously, you know Justin Herbert. <clears throat> Moving over to the Baltimore side, Lamar Jackson mispracticed yesterday with an illness, but he was back in today, so no worries there. Marquise Brown trending up. Mark Andrews trending up, I guess. He was already up anyway. The backfield remains a mess. Last week, Latavius Murray, 36 snaps. Devontae Freeman, 20. Tyson Williams, 14. If you play one, it's Murray. I don't feel good about it, but it's Murray. Tyson Williams, I guess, is a cuff, but I, I don't even blame people if they moved on from him if they needed the bench spot. Arizona and Cleveland. All right, let's start on the Cleveland side. So Nick Chubb's not going to play, and I had all these fun Nick Chubb stats, but he's not going to play, so what does it matter? Kareem Hunt has been awesome this season as well, and he is going to dominate touches. If you are wondering, Ernest Johnson is the next man up with Demetric Felton there as well. Do I think either of them sees much work in this one? No, I do not. I think this is going to be Kareem Hunt and Kareem Hunt and Kareem Hunt. I think it's fair to view Kareem Hunt as a top five option here. Now, Arizona looks like on paper they're not a good matchup. But it's because they've only allowed one rushing score to running backs. They also are allowing 5.1 yards per carry. So not worried there. Otherwise, not using Baker, OBJ, borderline, or back-end wide receiver three. On the other side, I think it's straightforward in terms of Kyler and DeAndre Hopkins. But what about the backfield? And I'm not using Christian Kirk, Rondell Moore, A.J. Green. The backfield, it's, it's another one of those classic, you know, the roles are really clearly defined. You have... James Conner is the short yardage early down back. You have Chase Edmonds as the passing down back. Now, most of the time, it's Chase Edmonds who I'd prefer. And actually, in this one, he is who I prefer because this is a tough, tough game for Arizona. 
even without Nick Chubb, I mean, that defense is still really good. It doesn't matter if Nick Chubb plays or not. On the defensive side of the ball here, it's a tough task for Arizona. So Chase Edmonds is preferred, but I, I mean, it's a really tough matchup. So I'm using Chase Edmonds as a fringe RB2. If I had to flex Connor, I will, but it's sort of reluctant. Vegas, Denver. I have no clue how the John Gruden resignation impacts the Raiders. So, I mean, we'll see. We'll just, we'll see. What I do know is this, though. Derek Carr, an early season fantasy surprise, averaging 321 net passing yards per game uh, this season. That's second in the league, but he's only thrown eight passing scores. That's 14th in the league. That's the downfall here. And when we look at this matchup, Denver is really tough on opposing quarterbacks. So far, second worst fantasy matchup. Five passing scores allowed. This is not a week to use him. I mean, really, of the passing game, all I want is Waller. And I guess you kind of have to use Jacobs, but also, so Denver's this, their second worst fantasy matchup for uh, running backs. And Jacobs just 1.89 yards after contact per attempt. That's that's really bad. I want to see that number at least say two and a half. Below two and a half, I start to get really concerned. I want to see it at three. If it's at two or below, you that's really bad. Um, Denver backfield because you're using Cortland Sutton. You know that you're using Noah Fant. You know that Javante Williams has been more impressive. He's doubled up Melvin Gordon in force miss tackles despite seeing basically a 50-50 timeshare 18 force missed tackles for Williams just nine for Gordon 3.08 yards after contact per attempt for Williams 2.35 for Gordon it's only a matter of time before the switch happens if you have Gordon right now it's time to sell Dallas New England you know who you're using on the Dallas side but I, I think one thing we need to note other you know obviously Dak Elliott CD Cooper and Schultz what about Tony Pollard? So he has more runs of 15-plus yards than all other running backs with the exception of Derrick Henry and Nick Chubb. Now, he has five of them. Zeke has four. So Zeke's still pretty darn good this year. The challenge I'm running into with Pollard, so Zeke's averaging 18.8 touches per game. Pollard just 12.6, which is okay. But if you want to use a flex option who's not seeing a ton of volume, that's where you invite some volatility into the equation. New England, I'm using Jacoby Myers as wide receiver three. Hunter Henry as a tight end one. Damian Harris yet to be determined if he's going to play this week. If he does not play, Ramondre Stevenson is a is only a flex play and, and sort of desperation at that. <clears throat> if Harris does play, he is a back-end RB2, like a fringe RB2. Seattle, Pittsburgh. Uh, well, Russell Wilson somehow practiced yesterday. I have no freaking clue how he did that. I don't, he's not playing this week. I don't expect him back before week 10, but this dude just does not like to miss time. So I love that. But really the key here, because you're going to use DK if he's good. Another player on the injury report. Key here is Chris Carson. I don't think he plays here. And Alex Collins is just a guy. He's He'll be a flex option, but the matchup isn't good. It's the fourth worst matchup. On top of that, you know, Alex Collins, 2.07 yards after contact per attempt. Chris Carson, 3.40. So it's like he's it's a dramatic drop-off between these two. On the other side, Najee Harris has been really good. And to just paint that picture of how good, leads all running backs with 7.8 targets per game. He's up over 20 touches, 21.2 touches per game. He has four runs of 15-plus yards on the season. He has 3.21 yards after contact per attempt, and he's fifth among running backs in fantasy points per game. 
and he faces a very soft matchup here against uh, you know Seattle. So we're using him, Deontay, Chase Claypool, and that's about it. All right, Buffalo, Tennessee, on the Buffalo side, it's pretty straightforward with Josh Allen, Stephon Diggs. Don't trade Stephon Diggs away. Trade for him. Trade Emmanuel Sanders away, but I'll use him this week as a wide receiver three. There is some separation happening between Zach Moss and Devin Singletary. Over the last two weeks, Moss 82 snaps, 47 for Singletary. Moss is the lead back, and Singletary is fading fast. He's not droppable yet, but you really can't use him right now. He's more of a, a cough. So Moss, by the way, an RB2. So Moss, Leonard Fournette, guys like that are coming out of the woodwork when we need them the most. On the other side, hey, Julio and A.J. Brown look like they'll be back. That's good for Tannehill. Now, Tannehill, I know people want to find a reason to drop him. And if, if you really want to just drop him, dude, do you. Like, whatever you want. I'm not that far yet because, you know, Last week, for example, they were saying, oh, well, he hasn't gotten it done. Well, two weeks ago, he got it done. He certainly did. Now, last week, did he get it done? No. Did he need to? No. He didn't need to. So I'm not worried there. Now, this is a tough matchup, but here's an interesting stat. 12 end zone targets on the season for Ryan Tannehill. That's two more than Patrick Mahomes, and you know what? It's seven more than Joe Burrow. Those are high-value throws, and especially when A.J. Brown and Julio Jones are back in the lineup. So I'm going to keep him on a bench. Like if, if I really wanted to stream ahead of him this week, I would. But I'm not dropping him just yet. Uh, Derrick Henry, by the way, is on pace for 530 touches on the season. So <laughs> there's that. Anyway, that's going to do it for me today. Make sure you go check everything out over at ftnfantasy.com. And, uh, yeah, you can get all the goods over there. By the way, this is just broke here as I'm recording. Xavier Howard and Devontae Parker out for Miami. More info. The carnage continues. But FTNFantasy.com, promo code RATPACK, at Jeff Ratcliffe on Twitter, at Jeff Ratcliffe on Instagram. Hopefully there are no more injuries, and I'll catch you on Monday for another edition of The Pod. I'm Jeff Ratcliffe, and I'm out.